It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. I'm Harris Faulkner. I'm Greg Gutfeld. I'm Janice Dean. And this is the Fox News Rundown. Tuesday, March 8th, 2022. I'm John Saucier. President Biden tries to beat bipartisan pressure to the punch and bans energy from Russia. The president sort of doing an end around, making an executive order uh, banning immediately the import of Russian oil, coal and natural gas. This is the Fox News Rundown. War on Ukraine. From the Fox News Podcasts Network, subscribe and listen to the Trey Gowdy Podcast. Former federal prosecutor and four-term U.S. congressman from South Carolina brings you a -a one-of-a-kind podcast. Subscribe and listen now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com. Energy resources, a major factor in this Russian war on Ukraine, as President Biden announces the United States will no longer import Russian oil. The United States is targeting the main artery of Russia's economy. We're banning all imports of Russian oil and gas and energy. That means Russian oil will no longer be acceptable at U.S. ports and the American people will deal another powerful blow to Putin's war machine. A concern about where it might be now coming from, though. Republicans want more domestic oil production. Some more liberal Democrats want to eliminate the use of fossil fuels. All this is civilians are being killed in Ukraine by the Russian military. And the president was really forced into this. The pressure just mounted from Congress. We're speaking today with Fox Business White House correspondent Edward Lawrence, who was there for today's announcement and is reporting on the North Lawn of the White House. When you started to see those dominoes fall from specifically progressive members, Senator Elizabeth Warren said ban the oil. Nancy Pelosi, the House Speaker, says ban the oil. And then you heard Senator Joe Manchin also say that. And what really forced the president's hand in this is the bill that's been forming in Congress. And in that bill, it would go farther than the White House wanted to go. So White House officials are telling Fox that basically um, the bill that's being formed would affect the trade status of Russia that would allow for tariffs and whatnot. And that's a little bit farther than the president and White House wanted to go. So about 930, the night before the president announced uh, the ban of Russian oil at 930 in the evening, he called House Speaker Nancy Pelosi to try and get her to back off uh, writing and putting this bill uh, out on the floor. And she basically said, no, that's not going to happen. So this is the White House now getting in front of that action that's going to happen on Congress. We understand that it's actually still going to happen. The congressional members on both sides of the aisle, Republicans, Democrats, are looking to put this bill forth uh, and and sign it and hopefully get it on the president's desk. But the president sort of doing an end around, making an executive order uh, banning immediately the import of Russian oil, coal and natural gas. Yeah, that's pretty interesting stuff because you have the White House kind of at odds with Congress here. Democrats are in power in both the House and Senate, but they're kind of saying different things. Does this kind of show a split between those two when you have the president calling the House Speaker directly and telling her not to take action on something that Fox News has learned the House Ways and Means Committee had been working on this package all throughout the weekend? Right, exactly. And 71 percent, the recent poll shows 71 percent of Americans approve of banning Russian oil coming, even if it costs more to them in the form of gas prices. But uh, yeah, this is it's very interesting to see the divide within the Democratic Party. There's certainly not unity. And it it calls into question the leadership that comes from the supposed leader of the party, who is the president of the United States, uh, you know, where you have the House Speaker now saying, look, this should have happened. Uh, And in fact, 
the um, Ukrainian president Zelensky has been asking for a ban on Russian oil since day one. Now we're in day, what, 13, 14 of the invasion, a very bloody invasion. And the White House is now forced into this. Now, uh, they've been doing actions here, sanctions here out of the White House uh, in in relation with other allies. Uh, the White House has not led on sanctions until this ban on Russian oil. This is the first thing the White House came in front of European uh, partners in. And one of the reasons is that Europe's not on board with this. Now, the United Kingdom is going to also ban Russian oil coming in, but they're going to phase it out over the course of 2022. The U.S. ban is immediate. It happens today. No new contracts. It's going to allow 45 days for the existing contracts to be exercised. So whatever was already purchased before the day the ban went into effect can come into the United States. But from that day forward, nothing else can come in. Yeah, pretty interesting point there, because Europe is a lot more dependent on Russian oil than we are. Our numbers from last year say the United States imported right under 10 percent of oil and gas from Russia to the United States. 10 percent, kind of a low number. Europe, they are upwards of 90 percent, at least in some countries there. So they find themselves in a precarious position. You mentioned gas prices earlier. Just this week, the national average hit four dollars a gallon, a big number for American consumers and drivers. Is that it's expected to go up with this Russian ban. What can the everyday American expect yeah. because of this action? In fact, President Biden said that in his address. He came out and he said, look, Americans, you're going to feel more pain from here on out. And you've heard a shift in messaging from the White House. Now, it started yesterday and, and continues through the rest of the week. It's, it's basically now saying that the rise in gas prices is because of the war uh, or the invasion of Ukraine by uh, President Putin from Russia. But in fact, gas prices have been rising steadily pretty much uh, since President Biden took office and canceled the Keystone Pipeline. So that argument uh, they're trying to shift the blame here for where the gas prices are. But from here, you can expect prices to continue to rise. In fact, I talked with a senior administration official who could not give me a timeline for when they believe the prices would stop rising, uh, sort of an indefinite timeline saying and then going into saying the senior official, uh, administration official telling me that the only way to fix this basically is hurry the transition to clean energy going forward. But obviously, the infrastructure, as you know, is not there if you're going to go to all electric cars, plus the, the oil coal plants that we currently have and the uh, energy production can't handle if you increase exponentially the amount of uh, electric cars on the road. And even Elon Musk weighed in on that, saying we have to restart our, our fossil fuel program and expand the fossil fuel industry in the United States. You can't just rely on one source of energy. Our guest today is Fox Business Network's White House correspondent Edward Lawrence on the Biden administration's ban on Russian oil imports. We have more coming up right after this. Now that the United States is not going to be importing Russian oil, where do we get it from? There's been reports that <laughs> the Biden administration is speaking with some areas that were known as bad actors in the past. I'm talking about Saudi Arabia, Iran, Venezuela. These are not countries we typically get along with. What's the, what's the story yeah. there? Have you heard anything yeah, about the White House negotiating with these bad actors? Yeah, very interesting. And even Senator Tom Cotton pointed out that, hey, we're going to negotiate with a country where we don't even recognize the government. Uh, you know, over the this past weekend, there were U.S. representatives sitting down with President Nicolas Moderno from uh, Venezuela, dictator for all uh, respective uh, purposes, uh, to negotiate. Now, they went under the guise of trying to drive a wedge between his relationship with Russian President Vladimir Putin, also checking on the U.S. hostages that they have down there from when there was 
was the upheaval uh, during the, the Trump administration. And there were nine uh, oil workers that are stuck there in Venezuela, basically hostages of the current government there. So again, they went down there under those guys, but oil was on the table. Uh, and they're talking about producing more or, or getting Venezuela to produce more oil. And then you look at Iran. In the Iran nuclear deal, one of the, one of the agreements is if we get back into that deal and we sign on the dotted line, sanctions for Iranian oil would be lifted. And OPEC is already actually making moves to be able to incorporate OPEC oil into their group to send out to the world. So in essence, you could have Iranian oil coming here into the United States. And again, Senator Tom Cotton is saying this is this is absurd, basically. I'm paraphrasing him, but he's saying this is not the way it should be, that we're turning and looking at dictators uh, countries that we don't even recognize the governments in order to increase oil supply when we've got it here. In fact, you know, this week, President Biden going to Texas, he's not talking oil, he's talking health care. So instead of actually sitting down with the oil companies that we do have in the United States, uh, as Republicans are saying, you know, he's he's relying on these regimes around the world that are, are not friends. Uh, to say the least. Right. And one of the big Republican arguments here has been, OK, if you're going to outsource oil production to Venezuela, what would be cleaner? Drilling oil here in the United States where we have high standards for it or going to a rogue dictatorship like that. The other thing that I would point out here, Edward, is that, OK, you're not going to buy oil from Russian President Vladimir Putin because he's attacking Ukraine. But no problem buying oil from Saudi Arabia, who's currently at war in Yemen. Just very, very interesting stuff there. And, and, and what happens when Jamal Khashoggi is, is brought up? You know, that's something the Saudis are directly responsible uh, for his death and, and the investigation that, point, that showed exactly what happened with that. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a very interesting note. And, and what you mentioned to talking about uh, oil produced here, um, the governor of Alaska and the governor of North Dakota both said on Fox Business Network, hey, a molecule of oil coming from the United States is exponentially cleaner than a molecule of oil coming from a country like Venezuela, Russia, or Iran. Uh, so why would you want to in, embolden those countries to further pollute the earth uh, if you're looking for clean energy and helping the environment when you could do it much cleaner here in the United States where it's very regulated? Yeah, and we make the money from it. We are the beneficiaries of it. It's just uh, very interesting because obviously the environment is a global problem, not just one we have right here in the United States. A lot of storylines in all of this with the energy and how this is playing a factor, how it's being weaponized by Russia, how the United States and specifically the Biden administration is handling all this. Edward Lawrence of the Fox Business Network, we really appreciate your time. And thanks for coming on the Fox News Rundown War on Ukraine podcast today. Thanks, John. You've been listening to the Fox News Rundown. Rundown. Stay up to date by subscribing to this podcast at foxnewspodcasts.com. And for up-to-the-minute news, go to foxnews.com. From the Fox News Podcasts Network. I'm Janice Dean, Fox News Senior Meteorologist. Be sure to subscribe to the Janice Dean Podcast at foxnewspodcast.com or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And don't forget to spread the sunshine.